Hey all, welcome back to the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. I'm Darren, I'm your host, and today I've got another great guest, Mr. Mendel Lin. He is the CEO of the Meat Stick Wireless Thermometer. I can't wait to talk to Mendel about how he developed the Meat Stick and what's going on next with it. I'll be right back with Mendel Lin from the Meat Stick. Smoking, grilling, getting hot and hotter. Hey all, Inkbird's been coming out with some amazing new products, and one of them is their brand new Wi-Fi Bluetooth Barbecue Temperature Controller. So it allows you not just to monitor your temperature, the temperature of your cook uh, from anywhere, but this one will let you actually control the temperature of your smoker, even if it's not a pellet grill. It'll work with Kamado-type smokers, Weber Kettle, Weber Smoky Mountain, has attachments for a couple different ones. Comes with three probes, one to monitor the pit, two to monitor food. You can set it manually on the unit itself or with the app using your mobile device. Check it out, guys. It's actually on sale right now on Amazon, so if you click on the link below, you can get a great deal. Check out Inkbird's Wi-Fi Bluetooth Barbecue Temperature Controller. Back to the show. Welcome back to the Fire & Water Cooking Podcast. I'm Darren. I'm your host, and today I've got another great guest Coming on, Mr. Mendel Lin. He is the CEO of the Meat Stick Wireless Thermometer Company, and uh, I'm really excited to have him on. Welcome, Mendel, and why don't you tell us a little bit about where you are and what you do? Uh, Thank you for having me, Darren. Um, So my name is Mendel Lin. I am in Los Angeles, and that's where we're based. Um, And we just love, you know, cooking and barbecuing and just, you know, getting friends together. So we decided, um, you know, the meat stick is such a great thing to bring um, to the people to make cooking just so much easier and convenient for everyone. So let me ask you a question. What did you start your career doing? Because nobody really starts a business from scratch, you know, coming right out of uh, college. And so you know, <laughs> some people do, but it's very rare that they do. So what did you do before you guys decided to put the, the meat stick idea together? So actually I was working as, um, we were, I was working on a smart home system beforehand. Um, this was back around 2014. We were putting together, um, a team to develop a a full smart home system that you control your lights, control your, you know, your speakers, your, um, just all these other devices in your home. Um, but that was also a very crowded space as we saw that was up and coming. So I was actually working with a team with engineers um, for the IoT space. And IoT is Internet of Things. So we have engineers working um, with product, with app, and with um, just all these Bluetooth uh, chipsets that really bring the wireless uh, system together. And from what we're seeing, the Internet of Things was just really not taking off as we wanted it to. The smart home uh, systems, it was uh, being... It was a cool thing to have, but people just didn't really want it per se. Yeah, they, they weren't one necessarily thing I, yeah. thinking that they needed it. It was more of a, exactly. if, I, if I had it, it'd be cool, but I really don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and then when you have it set up, it's cool, but just when it works, it's great. But, you know, there are so many issues with technology these days with, the, um, with wireless, with Wi-Fi, with Bluetooth at the time. 
that reliability was one of the hardest things to keep. And that's what was needed for a smart home system. Um, also that, and it's just expensive. <laughs> so for me, now, I, you, I, yeah. <laughs> now, did you, did you study electronic engineering in, in school? What did you study in school to get to where you were there? So for me, I actually studied business and actually went to law school and I studied law. I passed the California bar. Oh. Um, but I was working with my brother at the time and he was the engineer and he was leading gotcha. the engineering efforts on that. And I was really doing everything else um, at the time. So that, that's, yeah, that's I mean, interesting because you would think that you would have came from a electrical engineering background. It's like mm -hmm. when I talked to Kenji uh, Lopez, all, you know, he's a mm -hmm. famous chef, if you probably yes. know who he is, but um, he, he studied architecture in school and then mm -hmm. was working at restaurants like on the side. And that's, how he became a chef. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. you know, he didn't really study that in school. He didn't go to culinary school and everything. So mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. kind of, I like to find out where people started from. So, uh -huh. all right. So you were working at the smart home um, place and then you decided to kind of look at other things, correct? Yeah. So for me, I'm always hosting my friends um, get togethers at my place in, uh, in Los Angeles. And one of the things I've realized when hosting people is if I'm cooking and I want to cook well, I'm occupied majority of the time. If I'm out of the grill, you know, have some friends over for the pool, you know, it's either the meat's good or, and me being occupied the entire time or it's burning or undercooked because I'm rarely checking up on it. Right. Right. And, you know, back then at least, what, what do we have? There weren't any Wi-Fi um, products on the market um, or they're just up and coming. Bluetooth was very limited. Um, or the big one was what we know as wireless thermometers back then is they're all wired, um, connecting to some hub, um, which they work to an extent, but also when you're, for me, at least when I'm rushed, I've dropped, I've countless, you know, plates of meat, I've knocked things over and it was just a really hassle when I was dealing with all of that. Yeah. You're talking like the Maverick type things where they're, exactly. two, they're not really hooked up to your phone. They just have two mm -hmm. separate units that use radio waves and, mm -hmm. you know, those things are. Um, I, I probably went through maybe 10 or so in like, you know, three years because the, they, they don't work that well either. <laughs> you know. I mean, again, when, when those work, they work great. Uh, but it's just the wires, it's hot depending on who you, you have around. So when you have kids around too or whatnot, uh, you know, they see a wire, they're going to pull on it. It just, there's all these extra variables that um, ideally without the wires just make things like 10 times easier. Right. Right. So um, back then when we we're actually playing uh, with our smart home technology, one thing we realized was one of, one of our specialty products was a, what, what I like to call the presence sensor. And what that was, was we're using the um, Bluetooth technology, it's a very technical technology, to pretty much become a beacon. Um, and that would pretty much let your app know, your, let your phone know, where you are and transmit certain data in a passive state. And what we really liked about that, we're thinking about it, well, this could give off our temperature as we're looking into you know, temperature sensors as well for the home, for the smart home technology. But I was looking at, oh, like what, you know, one day I was cooking and I realized, oh, what if we just, you know, put this technology into a, you know, a thermometer um, and I would always know the temperature. But of course, the technology behind that is extremely complicated. Yeah. Um, so um, back then, back in around like 2015, we're just playing with the idea, not really um, like diving deep into it. We're just seeing if it was even possible, looking into the ideas um, behind that um, and going from there. 
So when you started playing around with the idea of it, did you start trying to develop some kind of um, prototypes or uh, putting things together to uh, test out the theory or? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, the technology we had already was uh, we pretty much had the base technology, um, the base algorithms, the base software. The hard part was making sure the electronics, finding the electronics, the batteries that are able to survive the high heat. Yeah. And yeah, that was one that, of the hard. Yeah. And, and the right size, too. You know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's finding the right size um, for all that to put, be put together. And then it's not even just, you know, figuring out how to put it together. It's you need to be able to put it together on a mass scale, right? It's one thing to produce one. Uh, it's okay. another thing to p- produce, you know, 100,000. Yeah, it's got to be cost efficient and everything because you can build one and it costs you $500 and nobody's going to buy it, you know. Exactly. Now, I'm going to ask this question because a lot of people are probably asking this and I get a when I when I use mine and when I promote mine, um mm-hmm. I never bought the meat, the meter. And mm-hmm. one of the reasons I never did is because I had a bad taste in my mouth from their Kickstarter uh, okay. program that they ran because they, mm-hmm. they did their Kickstarter and it, they dragged it out for a long, long time. And I, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm friends with Meathead Goldwyn from Amazing Ribs and he, mm-hmm. he also, he won't even have them on their website mm-hmm. because he ordered from them and the, on their block and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. He just left a bad taste in his mouth so bad from mm-hmm. the delay and all the problems that mm-hmm. they had. Were mm-hmm. you developing this at the same time that the meter people were de- developing? I mean, did they get the idea from you? Did you guys kind of have that same idea at the same time? Or So, I mean, I'm not sure when they came up with their idea. We were definitely playing with the idea when they announced. Um, that did, I won't deny, reinforce us, oh, this is a winning idea that gotcha. we should play with because we have already were playing with the idea as well. We personally, I will say, didn't really think of taking it to a product, um, but we do realize, you know, where we were going is like, hey, like this, this is doable. Um, you know, I love cooking, um, so let's why not go with this? We see that it is a very hard product to produce, and I'll, I'll admit one of the things we saw was uh, they were taking a very long time to come out. They said, I, I also remember that they said they were, you know, launching in a few months. Um, and I think they went over a year or so without actually sending out a product to my understanding. It was more than a year, I think. And okay. it was, it was more like three years on the, on their block, on their multi, um, Wi-Fi yeah, based so, product. So, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, for, even for us, we're playing with it, uh, you know, just with technology, we understand it's extremely hard, definitely extremely hard to, um, give off a, you know, an accurate timeline when something's produced, but it also, I guess, depends on you know, how they're communicating. And, and I definitely understand we've actually released our mini on our um, Kickstarter as well. We, I'll, I'll admit we are delayed right now with production. Um, we are doing an announcement. Actually, by the time this is released, we'll have done an announcement and we'll hopefully be getting the product out soon. But I guess one thing we did, we do have that they don't have the times. We've already created a product. We know it's going to work. Uh, we know how to make it. It's really just getting it out. And, you know, I'll, I'll say I'm already sorry for the delay that we have for our mini, um, you know, things, it, it, it is definitely a lot harder to produce something so small, you know, than expected. And I definitely see that. Yeah. And I think that's probably the big thing is they were, they probably had one prototype that probably wasn't mm-hmm. even, uh, you know, as good as they thought it was. And when mm-hmm. it came down to trying to replicate that into a, a, a big mass production, mm-hmm. they were way behind the times. And 
I can understand that if you're you're a company that is going to try to release something, but if you collected money from people on a product mm-hmm. and you drag it out for years, uh, mm-hmm. it, it really leaves a bad taste in their mouth. I, I uh, you know, jumped on the Kickstarter for the mini because I knew you mm-hmm. guys already had a great product and you were just mm-hmm. pretty much taking that product and, and miniaturizing it some. Mm-hmm. So I kind of expect you know, a month or two or three, you, you know, for delays. But mm-hmm. when it comes down to two or three, four years when a product, mm-hmm. I mean, there was a, you know, just to talk about Kickstarter programs, you know, uh, there was a, a sous vide unit that I followed that had the same mm-hmm. issues. They, they didn't mm-hmm. have a production unit. They had a one mm-hmm. unit and it took them almost three years to actually fulfill their Kickstarter and it left wow. a bad taste in everybody's mouth. So, mm-hmm. I mean, did you, when you first started with the meter, you didn't do a Kickstarter for the original meter, right? You, or the meat stick, much, yeah, yeah, the meat stick. I'm sorry, yeah, the meat stick. <laughs> no so, worries, no worries. You, uh, no, we did not. <laughs> so, we just uh, we we launched right away. Um, this was back yeah. in 2018. Um, we were actually trying to get our product out to market before meter, um, but you know, I'll, I'll agree with them. It, it is a hard product to produce. All right, we're trying to yeah. fit so much technology into a small space. Um, you know, without letting moisture in to a certain extent. Uh, so it's, it's, it's not easy. I'll, I'll, I'll give them that. Yeah. And like I said, I think that's the big thing is when you collect money from people for a product that, mm-hmm. you know, I understand, you know, usually it's, you can, I can expect six months to a year probably on something like this, but mm-hmm. when it goes, you know, two years, three years, mm-hmm. and then the product's still out there, people get really, really upset yeah. about that. But um, yeah. so at least, like I said, you know, I, I, I signed up for the mini, uh, for you mm-hmm. guys, because I knew you had a product that you, you, you the main meat stick worked great and I loved mm-hmm. it. So and this is just something I can use on smaller stuff and mm-hmm. I'll wait a couple of months for it. I'm not in a hurry for it. And mm-hmm. the money that you took from me wasn't a whole lot of money. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah. you know, and I know what's coming. Um, mm-hmm. so when you started developing and putting the, the whole thing together and, and getting ready to market it, there was already a market there already was buzz out there because of meter, because they did the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Um, what made you go with, you know, the, the materials that you used, they used wood and some other stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. did you look at theirs and go, I want to be a little bit different. I want people to look at ours and, and know that it's a differentiator between the meter. Um, we did decide that we decided to go for a more, um, I guess a bold look as well. Um, one of the big things and the reason we actually chose plastic as opposed to wood is wood harbors bacteria. Gotcha. And even though bamboo is, I mean, I'll admit their product looks great with the bamboo. Um, just being able to harbor bacteria um, over the long term isn't necessarily the best idea um, in our way of thinking, at least. Also, it is a bit heavier, which uh, if you're carrying it around, is just an- another tool that just adds uh, more weight to anything you're doing. And it probably costs a little bit more too. So that probably do as well. Yes, that's true. (laughs) um, One of the reasons I really, when I started looking at wireless, you know, thermometers, because they, you know, when you guys both started releasing products, they got more popular and I kind of held off because Mm -hmm. I'm not big. I use thermometers, you know, to some extent, but they're not my, I don't constantly monitor everything. I use wireless Mm -hmm. I use, um, you know, uh, instant reads and I use some mm-hmm. wireless, uh, barbecue thermometers to monitor temperature mm-hmm. and I'll use a, a temperature controller for my, uh, smokers too. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the reason I, I really honed in on the meat stick is because I do a lot of sous vide and barbecue mixture. That's kind of what mm-hmm. my whole thing is. 
And when I saw that yours was actually 100% waterproof or mm-hmm. mostly 90% waterproof or what mm-hmm. have you, that it was safe to use in sous vide, mm-hmm. that's where I said, okay, I can use this to monitor my food in the sous vide bath, mm-hmm. then take it out and then use it also in the smoker to make sure that my meat doesn't go any higher than my sous vide temperature did. I mm-hmm. saw it more of a tool where I could use it in both my methods of cooking, mm-hmm. whereas I can't do that with anything else I have. So. Mm-hmm. And I know that the meat st- or the meter was not really, they, they tell you, eh, you really shouldn't get it wet and you really shouldn't yeah. put it in a deep fryer and, and all mm-hmm. that. So would you guys, I know you, this is probably on the second version is a lot more, uh, mm-hmm. is a lot more rugged than the first version. Is that, is that true? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess you could say it's more rugged to a sense. One thing we really wanted to be, it's, um, we want this to be an everyday device for you to monitor whatever you're cooking. And that was our really our whole goal. With the original beat stick, it was specced out uh, for the barbecue market, you know, smoking your briskets, um, smoking your, you know, your pork shoulder, you know, big cuts of meat. It's right. why we picked it to be the size it is with the size of the battery that's included and the components as well. Um, one thing we realized is a lot of people, you know, water is one of the biggest issues. We were talking with um, with chefs, even in restaurants and whatnot. In, a lot of them, especially if they're barbecuing, they would still use the wire probes because for them, it's reliable to an extent. Mm-hmm. Obviously, one big issue that they were complaining to us w- was um, they were going through, you know, like 10 sets of wires, you know, every year, if not more. Because when you wash them, you know, they get damaged, uh, water gets in and they short out. Right. So looking for a long-term solution with any type of, I guess, accessory you're going to be washing this. You're going to be um, potentially might throw in the dishwasher. Um, not to say anything about you. You might throw it in the, uh, or have it fall into, you know, the garbage uh, disposal. The garbage disposal. And your wife right. turns it on. <laughs> Nothing we could do about that, sadly. We're not making these out of diamonds. <laughs> um, but anything we could do to prevent it from, I just you wanted know, to show you I wasn't lying. Look what happened to it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry we can't make the ceramic, you know, <laughs> indestructible. No, I, know. I mean, I, I guess we can make these out of diamonds, but I mean, we're going to need to charge quite a bit for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, one thing was one less thing to worry about um, with regards to that. And it also just made the potential use cases, you know, skyrocket. Exactly. And that's, like I said, so, that's why yeah. I, I really focused on the meat stick because I looked at it and said, well, I can use this now for just about everything that I, I cook, especially in the mm-hmm. stuff that I do, because really I don't, you know, if I can't use it in a sous vide bath and then take it and put it in the, uh, uh, in the smoker, you know, mm-hmm. I can only use it for half my cook and it didn't make, make a whole lot of sense to even worry about it. But, um, and I'm really looking forward to the, the mini because now it just takes that same thing, but just a little bit smaller and I can use it for mm-hmm. smaller type things that maybe I can't, uh, you know, put in the, the, the full size meat stick in as well. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, so we're pretty excited about that. Um, One thing that we've been exploring is uh, one big difference I'll say between the meter and um, the meat stick is we, we are a modular system, as I like to say. And what, what that means is you could use multiple probes with one charger. Right. Right. It, It really cuts down on having extra chargers or having extra devices for each probe. Um, I think it, with that idea, it, it makes controlling um, and using the product a lot more um, uh, usable to an extent. 
But there are, of course, limitations with that. And one of the biggest limitations is we need to have the probes auto shut off at some point. Right. Um, so we've had people, uh, you could say, they, they wouldn't actually complain about that, but they realize, hey, it turned off when I, you know, finished my brisket, threw it into the, uh, into their, um, their, you know, their ice chest or cooler right. for the cool you know, carryover that. cooking. And like it, it turned off. And I will say at this point, there's nothing we could, we can't do anything about that with our current algorithms, but we are looking into a way to prevent this so we could use it for longer periods of time. Now I can say I have used it cooking sous vide for a long time, like 24 hours, and it mm-hmm. stayed stayed on the whole time. Mm-hmm. And even after I took it out of the sous vide bath and put it in the smoker, you mm-hmm. know, it, it, as long as the I guess the temperature is changing to some degree and it's exactly. reading some yeah. kind of fluctuation, it'll stay mm-hmm. on. So you know, I did I did a pork roast um, and I I had it in the CV bath for 24 hours or so mm-hmm. and I put it on the smoker for another four or five hours and it worked the whole time. Didn't yeah. shut off once. So, yeah. I mean, that's what impressed me with it. So, I mean, it just yeah. I had no issues whatsoever. It being in the moisture in the CV bath and then mm-hmm. moving over to the smoker. So, yeah. Yeah. Just a note on that. The algorithm is detecting if there's some, if it's cooking, I guess you could say. Right. So because you're in the sous vide, it's cooking. Once you're in a smoker, it's still cooking. So, you know, it was all good. And one of the things too that I really noticed, and and I've seen people complain. You know, you always you know in these forums, <laughs> people will complain about everything, no matter what. You could have a hundred percent perfect product, somebody's going to find something they don't like about it. But that the uh, you know the ambient temperature sometimes is off, and I found that, mm-hmm. it, and you can really monitor it when you do sous vide because mm-hmm. your your water bath is exactly whatever you set it at. So if it's 132 degrees, it's 132 degrees in the water bath. And I Mm -hmm. I did that cook. And that's the first thing I noticed is what it read the exact perfect temperature on both, you know, Mm -hmm. it got up to um, the internal temperature the meat got to the, you know, Mm -hmm. that temperature, both the uh, ambient and the uh, internal probe read the same Mm -hmm. the whole time. Um, Yeah. So I had no issue with, that's how I know a a probe is, Uh is, calibrated right mm-hmm. because if it's if i got three different um you know touch points and they're all reading the mm-hmm. same especially when it's in a sous vide bath where i know it's mm-hmm. you know with water it's it's pretty pretty locked in mm-hmm. so i i know that it's it works well and uh, now when, you, when you're in a smoker and you got different variable uh mm-hmm. you know, with the air different temperatures moving around and convection and all mm-hmm. that you're always going to have different readings because it is different readings everywhere in the smoker. So, mm-hmm. but that's what really impressed me with the meat stick is that it, everything was locked in. I mean, that everything was, you know, even if it was just a half a degree off, it was, you know, I expect mm-hmm. that uh, even on a sous vide circulator, yeah. I expect a half a degree difference sometimes. So how important so, was I mean, it? Yeah. How important mm-hmm. was it for you guys to be able to get that locked in? Uh, I mean, it was definitely very important for us. You know, it's a thermometer. You're using it to measure the temperature of your devices. Because of that, um, all our meat sticks that are manufactured, we put it through a two-point calibration process um, to really to just ensure the accuracy of the probes um, for of the of the sensors. That actually brought up a really good point. One of the things which I love about it, uh, the meat stick as well, is um, because of that ambient sensor, you could actually, as I like to say, take cooking to the next level. Right now, um, you know, traditional cooking, we're basing our cooks off um, the oven temperature, as I like to say. Um, but like you're saying, you know, the oven, the grill, that temperature that it's measuring 
is really this average. That's not um, correct. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> you exactly, can set your oven right. to 350 and you can probably yeah. anywhere inside that oven is going to be totally, you know, from 325 to 375 on all points in between. So Exactly, exactly. And, you know, once the, I guess, the general person understands that the oven isn't what it's actually saying and it's just, you know, kind of an average type thing, um, their improving could definitely improve a lot. Uh, we do get, I'll admit, we get a lot of uh, complaints about this as well, saying, you know, it's completely off. And we're like, well, we can't say, you know, you know, it's, it's you know, there's something wrong for our meat stick, you know, put it in through calibration or put it through a, a water bath, put it in the sous vide, you'll see that it is accurate. But because of, you know, but, you know, a hundred different factors, it right. is going to be a little bit, um, to your understanding, off, right? So it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and let's, I try to tell people that all the time because really, like you said, and what, where it comes into the, into the barbecue people is they'll have a, um, a, even if it's a wired thermometer on their, uh, on the grill, mm-hmm. on the grate at the grill next to their meat. And then mm-hmm. they have the, you know, the, the one, uh, the analog one that's sitting on top of the dome of mm-hmm. their smoker and yeah. it'll, it'll read two different temperatures. And it's like, yes, yeah. because it's actually cooler up towards yes. the top <laughs> where mm-hmm. that other one is. And it's, you're mm-hmm. down right next to the food where all the heat is, it's going to yes. be a totally different temperature. And yeah. that's what people don't understand is it, you mm-hmm. know, grills and ovens and smokers are always constantly changing you know, everywhere, especially on the pellet grills, because even if the pellet mm-hmm. grill, you have a PID controller in the pellet grill, it's still yeah, yeah. Yeah. A, a big air filled <laughs> chamber that the convection mm-hmm. is just moving it everywhere. Yeah. So and I mean, with with the with the pellet grills, I'm not exactly sure how their thermometers work exactly. But I mean, I have one myself. It's a long thermometer that's you know on one of the corners of the you know the pellet grill itself. So right. that's where it's measuring. Maybe there's multiple touch points on that. Um, so it is a little bit different. Now they uh, use but, an algorithm like everybody else, where yes. they 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 have a mathematical calculation in there where whatever that actually is reading there, they mm-hmm. have a an equation that we'll kind of put an average just like in an oven that the average mm-hmm. of what it's going to be inside the, uh, the pellet grill. So, yeah. Uh, and e- even with the PID controllers, people think that makes it where it's dead on accurate. It's no, it just gets a little <laughs> closer, you know, yeah, yeah, is, yeah. it's just an al- mathematical algorithm that they use to try mm-hmm. to get it a little bit closer. So yeah. what, what were the challenges of when you first developed this to get it out there and start selling it? So uh, I really, the biggest challenge was just sourcing the the correct parts, I guess you could say finding suppliers for, you know, all these high heat resistance, uh, electronic components, um, batteries, um, was the really greatest challenge. We, we did find a lot, um, but a lot of them after doing a bunch of testings, they're not the most reliable components, especially on high heat, even if rated for that. So our original, so for some of the ones we were testing, especially for the prototypes, it would work the first few times. And, you know, after maybe, you know, 100 cooks, 200 cooks, we see the components starting to fail. So it's really sourcing the right components um, on that part. The second issue is what people fail to, you know, think about is actually the board, making the the meat stick smaller and smaller is actually extremely difficult. We've talked to uh, the PCB manufacturers um, in Taiwan that make some of the smallest um, items um, in the world, and they're one of the best PCB manufacturers. Uh, they've never tried to make, uh, majority of them never tried to make, you know, uh, 
board so small and thin um, yeah, for right. use anywhere. Right. So yeah, it, it's, it's usually probably, just medi- to, probably yeah. medical devices, you know, and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, finding the right one at a reasonable price. Um, I mean, our big goal is to try to make it, you know, cheaper the better to make it more affordable, really. Because we want to, you know, bring this. I, I want to, you know, get everyone to cook better, make them cook more easily, make them not, you know, worry about um, cooking, you know, meat meat in general, right? Fish, meat, anything. One of the biggest uh, issues I found when, you know, talking to a bunch of people about cooking is, you know, the reason they don't cook meat more often, especially big cuts of meat, is they're always, they're always overcooking it, undercooking it. It's always so much up in the air um, that they, they don't want to deal with it. Yeah, so it's always every, been a special occasion type thing. Yeah. Every um, Thanksgiving or Christmas, you always got people, I got to try to cook a prime rib and I uh, help me, you know, what should I yeah. do? And I, uh, I mean, cause I'm big into the Facebook groups and, and the mm-hmm. forums and everything like that. And I'm always, I always try to help people as much as I can, but you know, that, that's the big thing is now I can tell them, you know, you know, before, you know, you know, 10 years ago, you know, you really didn't have as many options as you do today, mm-hmm. as far as being able to, you know, monitor the internal temperature, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think that, um, we're in a great time where just about anybody can, can make something and the meat stick really helps with that. I'm going to go ahead and pull up the, your website here. Uh, right. just so people can understand what we're talking about here. And there we go. You see it there. Yes, I do. All right. So, yeah, so this is what we're talking about. So, one of the things that I love about the meat stick and and it's not just because it's everything is built into the thermometer itself, but you can use it with your phone, which you don't need a separate, you know, device like the mm-hmm. earlier wireless, you know, let's say, you know, quote, quote, wireless uh, thermometers out there that the barbecue guys, you know, used. They weren't really mm-hmm. wireless because everything was wired into one <laughs> you know, other device. And then you had another device Mm -hmm. that would use radio waves to communicate with it. And you still had to carry it around with you, but Mm -hmm. the meat stick now, I mean, everything is the monitors, everything is built into the the stick itself. And Mm -hmm. then it, uh, you read it with your phone app. So you Mm -hmm. don't really need a separate device, uh, to read it from your phone. So that's one of the things I love about it. So let's talk about, when you first came out with the first product, did, did it have just the, the meat stick itself and, and not have the extender and, and Wi-Fi capability? So w- when we're actually developing it originally, we realized range was an issue to begin with. Um, so when we're developing it, we had the, um, the original meat stick, which is just the charger and the probe. But we also were at the same time creating our uh, Wi-Fi bridge set, the one that you do have um, as well. And what we, what we were thinking at the time was, you know, for barbecue, you definitely need that range. We knew that was a big issue, right? You wanted to be outside your house at the store checking your pictures. So we actually came up out with both of them around the same time. Actually, we came out with them at the same time. Um, so that's one thing we did have before Meter. Uh, they didn't release their block, I feel, until like a year later, I think, or something like that. Yeah, it um, took them a while. It took them a while to get to the Wi-Fi function down, but um, mm-hmm. and, and that's that was like I said. I, I think one of the main complaints when they first started releasing their product was that mm-hmm. the range, because it was just the one stick and the Bluetooth was very. And if you stuck it into a smoker that had you know a thick you know sides to it, you really how you know you could only get 
half of what it actually said. If it said 30 feet, you could probably only get 10 or 15. You know, exactly. Because of the thickness of the, the wall, the smoker or what have you. So mm-hmm. that was people's main complaints is you really had to be standing next to the smoker to use it anyway. So why not yeah. just use an instant read? You know, it's just exactly. Yeah. Now, one of the things I can tell you, one of the things I do love about these type of thermometers is I can use it on my rotisserie and mm-hmm. cause there's no wires to it. Cause even like I said before, the wireless ones still had wires connected to something, you know, they weren't truly wireless. At least this one I could stick in a, in a chicken and put on my rotisserie and monitor it, which I couldn't do with any other way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now with the Wi-Fi bridge and the extender, at least, you know, I, I've had no problem with the, with the Wi-Fi bridge whatsoever. I could be, mm-hmm at the store and watch, you know, the temperature of the cook, which, mm-hmm. you know, not that I do that all the time, but <laughs> just being able to do that is just amazes me how technology is, um, uh, being, you know, been affected, you know, the outdoor and even the indoor cooking, uh, in the last eight years or so has just blown me away. So mm-hmm. what, what did it take to develop the Wi-Fi bridge and the extender, um, I mean, when you, when you started making this, did you already have that in mind or was that something you said, well, you know, we got to kind of work on this really quick. So, um, for the meat stick and the Wi-Fi bridge, that was, you know, we need, we knew we needed the Wi-Fi bridge, uh, when we're starting it out because of the range issue. Um, people wanted that extra range, you know, um, when they're barbecuing, the idea was to be around your house the entire time. The extender was something we, uh, decided to put together um, after around one, uh, two months of feedback um, from our customers of the original meat stick. And pretty much like, like you were saying, the, the, the big issue was people were expecting um, better range out of the meat stick. You know, for 30 feet, when you're, when you're cooking on a pan, open grill, it's not a big issue, right? But once you close the, you know, close the, close the door, on your smoker, that range is just completely reduced. And majority of people, the Wi-Fi bridge uh, that we have, it's it's not a cheap device, I'll say. Um, it's it's pretty much like a built-in router almost um, that yeah. to make it communicate with your router, with your phone, um, and um, it, it, it's not cheap. So we're looking at, well, from what we're seeing, the feedback we're getting is people just wanted to be in the house. At the end of the day, that's what they wanted. So we're thinking, how can we create a device to, you know, extend the range of the, the meat stick itself uh, without costing too much? And that's how we developed the extender, uh, which we released around uh, six months later. And this is a product we rushed out to market, um, the extender unit, because we knew people wanted it and people needed it. And it, it was at a great price point um, between uh, the, the Wi-Fi bridge set and just having the limited range, I guess you could say, the meat stick. Yeah. You're talking about a hundred dollar difference, but then again, you still get the extra probe with the, extra, uh, yeah. with the, um, Wi-Fi bridge set. But mm-hmm. then again, you know, you fit that now you got everybody covered for somebody who's on a really budget that doesn't care mm-hmm. and you stand right next to it. Maybe just uses it for their rotisserie and their, mm-hmm. their smokers open already and they don't care and they only need the 30, exactly. you know, mm-hmm. this, you know, but for an extra 20 bucks, why not get the mm-hmm. extender, you know? So I, mean, exactly. I, think, I think that's a really bargain. It, to me, it probably seems like you're giving that thing away because <laughs> you know, it probably costs, <laughs> probably cost you yeah. close to the 20 bucks that more that you're, you're uh, selling it for, mm-hmm. um, to, to make that thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, like I said, mm-hmm. I, 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 I particularly love the versatility of it because I can use it 
anywhere. You know, I can, I can, like I said, I can mm-hmm. go to the store. I forgot something. I got to go get something at the store. And if I got something on, mm-hmm. on the grill or smoker and I want to make sure, or even if it's in the oven, I mean, that's the good thing mm-hmm. about this, these probes is it just doesn't have to be used outside. I mean, um, exactly. if you're cooking in your oven, you can put them in there as well. Or, or you know, mm-hmm. so, and then the sous vide bath and all that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just the overall versatility of it now, it just makes a lot of sense. And really they're not that, much more than um, the barbecue thermometers we're selling for anyway. Um, you know, people all exactly. the time were paying 70, 80, a hundred bucks for a decent you know, mm-hmm. wired barbecue thermometer or, or, you know, uh, mm-hmm. something like that. So, I mean, as far as uh, paying a little bit extra to have the versatility and um, being able to use it, you know, truly wireless, use it on a rotisserie and not having to worry about it, uh, you know, the, the wires getting all, all messed up and all that. So exactly. Um, now I know that when you first came out with it, it was a, U, a USB charged um, mm-hmm. battery, and you kind of changed that with the newer models. What made you change that, and what, what what's the difference in that? So originally, the reason we decided to go for USB was, in general, um, the surveys we did um, on potential customers at the time, they were saying, "Oh, you know, I want the USB." Right. I, I want to be able to just charge it. I don't want to use just, you know, double A batteries, triple A batteries. And and it was just it, it makes things a lot easier to use for them, at least. And just from the people we we, we talked to at the time um, after releasing the product, one of the biggest complaints we were getting was like, this isn't like I'm spending so much money and I need to go plug it into you know the wall just to use it, plug it into my computer just to use it. And realized, and even for my personal use, I was realizing at the time, I was like, oh, I guess, you know, it is a little bit of a hassle. And so we've got, when we're going back to figure out how we wanted to change the charger, we're looking at um, two different methods of doing it. One, making it as we did now um, with, you know, two uh, AAA batteries, right? To make it portable, use it wherever. You could use, you know, rechargeable AAA batteries if you wanted to. Um, Not a big issue from what I've been seeing. Or we could also go with um, built-in, uh, you know, lithium-ion rechargeable batteries, and then the USB. Right. Um, so we were actually playing with that idea, looking at the potential use cases for it and how people use the product. The problem with having a built-in battery is one, um, it makes things a lot more complicated. It makes things a lot more expensive. Our products are already expensive. We didn't. Uh, want to make it uh, more expensive for everybody because it would have definitely made it a lot more expensive. The second is actual use case. At the end of the day, for I guess power users, it's 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 fine, right? Who was using it? They would charge it, you know, once a month. Someone like you, you might charge it once a month, and it, it would be fine. For the normal person that might be using the probe once once a month, per se, uh, by the time they get back to it and they want to use it again, it might have drained batteries. They'll still need to plug it in to use it it defeats the whole purpose of having that battery in there to begin with. Right. Right. So if that's the case, you know, why spend, you know, twice as much for a product that has the same functionality. So we decided to just, you know, steer away from that, keep it with, um, you know, double A, triple A batteries. So if you did run out per se, you could just switch them out because you have some at home somewhere. Yeah. Well, and to me, I know a USB battery is great when you first have it for the first 
couple of years, but mm-hmm. eventually those won't take a charge anymore anyway. And that so as well. Yeah. You're going to have to go ahead and toss, you know, cause they're not easy to change. You know, mm-hmm. uh, usually you would just, you got to throw it away. Cause I have some, you know, that use that, 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 that are USB. And I know that when those don't take a charge anymore, I'm just going to end up tossing them. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, but um, definitely makes a lot more sense to be able to, you know, I, I'd rather just, yeah get a couple more, you know, AAA batteries and toss them in there and, mm-hmm. and, and go on with it. Um, doesn't make uh, any difference to me. So I want to go back to the, let's go to the functionality of it. One of the okay. things that you have to do when you use the meat stick is you have to put it in the charger and kind of wake it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes back to what you were saying is to save the battery life and the charging time, it's got to be mm-hmm. able to auto turn on and turn off, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah, it can't be constantly on or it's going to be constantly draining the batteries. Exactly. And I think that's one of the things people don't really, when they get it, they don't read the manual, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Awesome guys, we don't like to read manuals. <laughs> but that's the, one of the things, I mean, even when I got it the first time, I had to kind of make sure I double-checked and, and looked mm-hmm. and said, you know, you have to wake it up before you put it in the, the, the meat because it won't mm-hmm. work, you know. So, yeah. so how how... I mean, it's got to be pretty complicated to be able to put those uh, functions into that. H- how did you develop that kind of function to, to be able to do that? Is it all in the um, circuit board? or? So it's it's partly in the circuit board and partly in the, I guess you could say, the firmware of the probe itself, right? The signal um, that's, it sends, the, pretty much the, the charger sends a special signal over to the probe to wake it up. Um, and then it's good to go. And then, you know, the algorithm in the probe itself realizes, oh, if it's not cooking, it will then turn off the conserved battery. What made you come out and say, all right, we need to start developing the uh, mini version of this? Was it so, something- uh, I mean, it's something that's always been on our mind that we've always been working on. In the very beginning, one thing we knew is we did want to make it small, you know, technically the smaller, the better. And it was really... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and the big thing was it's, it really expands the use case of the product. Our original meat stick, we designed that for large cuts of meat for, you know, American low and slow barbecue. That's what it was for. Um, I personally still used it for, for steaks and things like that. But, you know, when I'm using smaller cuts of meat, maybe like a, um, a small, you know, squab chicken or, um, you know, a tenderloin uh, steak, filet mignon, it's, it's a little bit big. And that was a complaint that we were, were getting from people. So, I mean, we're always working on improving our technology is one thing we believe in. Um, so we were able to find a way to, you know, bring the size of it smaller um, for this exact use case. Now, it's not, doesn't have the same capability. I mean, it's got most of the same capabilities, but as far as range it's a little bit less range but as far as um the battery time mm-hmm. is instead of like you know i know that i like i said i did a 24 hour uh-huh. cook on mine yeah. so I, I think the what is the the standard ones what is you what do you say that the so norm- the the meat steak is again like i was saying it's it's for low and slow american barbecue we were making sure uh we could get at least 24 hours out of that some people like to yeah. cook the brisket that long so we're like, all right, let, let's do it. Let's figure out a way to make it last that long. Um, I think when I was done with my 24-hour cook, it actually had two-thirds left uh, charge to it by what it mm-hmm. was telling me anyway. So mm-hmm. it, didn't, it didn't get anywhere clear, close to being fully, uh, uh, fully worn out. So, mm-hmm. But, but so, on, the, on the mini, what is the maximum cooking time on the mini? 
So we'd like to say for the mini, it's eight plus hours. Okay. So, uh, but, and the, yeah. But like you said, you're using this mostly for, you know, steaks or fish or mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. where you're not cooking it for a long period of time anyway. Um, exactly. You could yeah. do a roast or something with it if you're cooking mm-hmm. it for, you know, four or five hours or ribs or something like that. But mm-hmm. mostly this is geared towards stuff you're, you know, you're cooking within a couple hours mm-hmm. anyway, if yeah. not less than that. Yeah. I mean, another thing to note is our battery. The, the battery level that we say, you know, 24 plus hours for the meat stick, eight plus hour for the mini, those are based off um, consideration for use over time. Um, what we wanted to say is for these, you know, for this charge, you know, you're using for a year, using it for two years, it will still um, get that 24 plus hour battery usage um, and not just be like, oh, it's, it's like for your iPhone, it starts, they, they like to say, oh, it'll last, you know, one, two full days. But after right. a year, you're only getting, you know, half a day, right? We want to make sure we're not just saying what the maximum is at the, you know, when it's yeah. brand new, and then, then, you know, like a year months, later. Yeah, it a gets year like, later, it's yeah. like, you know, it's only doing, uh, you know, 12 hours. Exactly. So you got the Mini and then the Mini X. So mm-hmm. what's the difference between the Mini and the Mini X? Um, so the main difference between the two, the, the, the probe itself is the same. They're both um, the same, I guess, Mini Pro. The difference is the charger. What we decided to do is we included the extender charging unit into the Mini X charger. So you don't need the separate device for increased range. Gotcha. So it's and pretty, what pretty I love about it's pretty, much, it's like, pretty yeah. much like having the, uh, the regular meat stick without the extender, but the mm-hmm. X has the extender kind of built into it. Exactly. The, the Mini X has the extender built into it. Gotcha. Exactly. So, I mean, for me personally, there's a, a magnet on it too. I just have it on my fridge. Uh, whenever I need to use it, I just, you know, turn it on, put it into my meat. Um, depending where the oven is, I might, you know, leave it on the fridge or, you know, just move it over to, you know, clip on the oven somewhere that, you know, it doesn't get too hot, of course. Um, and then I'll be good for, you know, the entire cook. Now, one of the things that I like about it, and I ordered the, the mini when I first saw the Kickstarter come out for it. Um, because I I can see that I want to use it for like like the steaks and and, and shorter mm-hmm. type cooks and mm-hmm. smaller things that the 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 regular meat stick is uh, kind mm-hmm. of too big for. But I like that the fact that all of these will work with your Wi-Fi bridge. So if you already mm-hmm. have a Wi-Fi, you already have the Wi-Fi bridge and a regular meat stick. Mm-hmm. These will work in conjunction with it, so you can have all these different probes and all working off the same uh, Wi-Fi controller. Correct. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Uh, the extender actually works as well. So if you already have, like, for example, the extender set um, with the extender, you don't need to buy the Mini X set. You can just buy the Mini set, use that same extender to extend the range of your Mini as well. Gotcha. And, and um, uh, yeah, and one cool thing that uh, we don't really advertise, um, I mean, people ask, we'll let them know, is the extender also works with the Wi-Fi. Bridge. So what I mean by that is, if you're cooking something in the kitchen and something on your grill at the same time, what I personally do is I have the Wi-Fi bridge in my kitchen and then I have the extender outside by the grill. The grill would extend mm. the, the range of the sticks on the grill to the Wi-Fi bridge inside. Um, and then you would get, they would connect them all to the cloud. So you have your, um, you know, your, your temperatures from anywhere. Yeah, and that's that comes into play too because I know a lot of people that buy the if they just buy the Wi-Fi uh, bridge, 
they complain that they have to plug the bridge in somewhere. It doesn't mm-hmm. have batteries exactly. and all that. But like you said, if you're using it with the extender, you just put it somewhere, put it in your office or whatever, mm-hmm. and then the extender is going to be able to, you know, extend the uh, signal out to the to the Wi-Fi and mm-hmm. um, keep going from there. So it definitely is a, a great system where it all works together, and that's one of the things I love. I love it when everything works together uh-huh. that – you know, well, companies do that. They'll, you know, well, mm-hmm. I, you know, I want to make sure they have to buy something else. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, I'll sell them something here, but they got to buy something else to work it with here. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. I, I really like it when everything works together and uh, mm-hmm. as it should be. So um, mm-hmm. you do sell additional sticks. So you got additional yes. sticks they can buy. And are you mm-hmm. going to do that? Well, also with the, uh, I, you know, I guess uh, with the mini as well. Do that is correct. To, yes. Do they have to buy the charger, or you, they can just buy the sticks when they? Um, if if they have the meat stick, they still need to get a mini charger. The uh, the mini charger can't charge a meat stick, and the meat stick charger can't charge a mini. Um, right, right. Yeah. But th- if they buy a mini, they don't have to buy the mini with the charger if they wanted to get an extra mini stick. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you can they can buy an extra Wi-Fi bridge extender. You can just if you just bought the Wi-Fi bridge and you want to mm-hmm. get the extender, you can just buy the extender. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah. that's the good. You can buy um, the different things um, separately. Mm-hmm. So exactly. Yeah. So so this is your main project you got going on now. You're still waiting to get that um, mm-hmm. released. I know I got one coming to test out, so I can make sure mm-hmm. that uh, I'll be one of the guys, the guinea pigs, to making sure it's <laughs> great. But um, What's on the horizon? What do you guys plan on? Because um, everybody always wants to keep, you know, making something new and different. What, what's on mm-hmm. the horizon for you guys? Well, I mean, right now our main focus is um, really getting our meat stick and our minis up to production speed. We have a lot of demand; um, people want it. Um, so instead of focusing our energies on new devices, which we do have in the works as well. Um, but they are on the early phases as well. One thing I, I can say is our Wi-Fi bridge. It is a very basic, I guess you could say, bridge unit right now. So we do want to bring more functionalities to it. Um, but as our focus is getting our production up to speed um, for the people that want our current products, uh, that is our, um, I guess, our where our current energy is focused right now. Now, do you see any other design changes to the meat stick itself since um, you just went through a major with the 2020 model? Yes. Yeah, so we actually just went through a, t- um, a major change. And actually, the version you have, we've actually updated, the, updated that one as well with some minor changes. Uh, you will be receiving um, one, uh, I guess, with the Mini-, Mini X that's coming in a few days, I think. And the main changes that we did for that was... Uh, it, it functions exactly the same as the one you currently have. It's more of uh, we 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 when we're developing the mini and to be able to make it so small. The same process that we're using for um, the 2020 meat stick um, wasn't feasible for the mini because it was just too small. So when we're looking into that technology and developing it, we realize oh, there's a better way to get that waterproofing um, to make it dishwasher safe. That's even more reliable than um, the the current version that um the 2020 version we have so we switched out the ceramic piece um for this new uh for this new version well that's good see that and that's another thing i like when when companies continue to innovate even if it's the same product where mm-hmm. you know i hate it when you know and i use big green egg as an example because they've had the same product for 
mm-hmm. you know, 40 years or so. And they really, mm-hmm. there's different accessories and everything else that you can buy for it. But mm-hmm. the product itself really hasn't changed much, you know, uh, mm-hmm. but there's other companies like Kamado Joe that actually totally exactly. redesign their, their mm-hmm. Kamados and you, and then they got different versions of them that, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, if you want the basic version, you can get that. If you want the one that's a little bit bigger that has the slow roller built, I mean, just, mm-hmm. you know, I love companies that are continuing to innovate, even if you know the product they have is great, that they're going to continue mm-hmm. to innovate that product and come out with new stuff. But, uh, I'm really mm-hmm. impressed with, with it so far. I love it. I'm glad I waited to, um, get into a wireless thermometer, uh, waited for the beat stick, um, you know, reached out to you guys. Like I said, I, I really like to, I, I like to uh, research the products and stuff that I, especially if I'm going to suggest them to people that follow me, I, I like to make mm-hmm. sure that they they work really good and, and they do what they claim to do and, and all that before I start um, trying to promote them or, or even mm-hmm. use them myself and nobody, you know, I, I've had people send me stuff, you know, if you start a YouTube channel, people will start sending you stuff. All the time. <laughs> and I've thrown so much stuff in the garbage. It's just like, and I tell people, you know, I won't review it if you don't want me to, if you want me to review it, I'm going to be honest about it. So yeah. I can either review it and, or, and throw it in the garbage, you know, or just throw it mm-hmm. in the garbage if I don't like it. So, mm-hmm. um, but I really like the meat stick. I think everybody, um, you know, if you smoke or grill or, even just regular cooking. If you want to know, uh, if you want to be a better cook, you can uh, definitely use the meat stick to do that. So, yeah. well, thanks for being on. I want to, is there anything else you guys want to talk about, about anything else coming out right now or just. Um, uh, not in particular. I mean, we're, we're working on the mini getting that out. Uh, one thing uh, we will be working on in the next month. Actually, we've been working on is a, a whole app UI uh, design uh, update refresh, I guess. You could okay. Say. Uh, so that's current work. I don't have an expected date for that, but definitely, um, just changing it up. Um, getting a lot of feedback, uh, from our customers, um, about what can be improved. Um, so we're, we're always listening and we, we, we want to make, you know, the best product possible, um, for you guys. Well, I appreciate you being on. I really look forward to, uh, the, uh, mini and look forward to continuing using the meat stick and all the, uh, all the innovation that you guys are coming out with. And I'm sure you guys will do great with the app, the app so far. I mean, I've, I've had, you know, no problems with the app whatsoever. It worked right out of the box. There's no, mm-hmm. um, I had no issues like, and I've known, believe me, I've used plenty of different app functions when I, uh, the Kamado Joe, um, temperature controller, they first came out with, I think the mm-hmm. first year and a half, they had nothing mm-hmm. but issues with it. So, mm-hmm. um, when you get into technology and, and trying to make these electronics, like, you said these tiny electronics, uh, you know, do things that um, have never been done before. Um, you got to go mm-hmm. through a lot of uh, jump through a lot of hoops and, and a lot of things. They don't turn out the way you want to, but I've been really impressed so far. The, the meat stick has done everything that's told me it was going to do, you know, and like, like I said, I, I really looked at it because I wanted to be able to use it in sous vide and deep frying doesn't mm-hmm. really, I, I'll, I'll probably use the mini some for deep frying, but hopefully mm-hmm. it doesn't have any issues with that. But just to being able ah. to use it in the sous vide bath and then throw it in the smoker for that mm-hmm. type of functionality, because believe it or not, I want to know, even if it's in the sous vide bath, if it's at the right temperature, because, you know, those are, you know, it's really important to be able to monitor your meat in, even in the sous vide bath, if you're doing, even if it's a longer mm-hmm. cook, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the functionalities that we're bringing to uh, sous vide as well. Uh, I, since you use it, you, you realize 
um, you have no idea what the internal temperature is um, of that steak you're cooking when they tell you to do one hour. And, you know, over time for sous vide, I mean, I love sous vide too. And you could realize, you could actually learn saying, oh, when it's at this temperature for 10 hours, it will do, you know, this to the meat. Yeah, um, you, so you, you use, a, you use an algorithm yourself, but to be able yeah. to sit there and look at it. Now, there are companies that are making sous vides with um, thermometers, and but they're usually mm-hmm. – commercial versions that are, you know, three, four or $5,000. So they're, mm-hmm. and they're for more commercial use where they have a thermometer that you can put into the meat, into the bag that mm-hmm. has a little piece of rubber and goes onto it, but they're still wired to the sous vide. Exactly. So, exactly. But, you know, I tell you, I got a buddy of mine that's big in the sous vide and I'm like, dude, I got this thing. It's less than 200 bucks and I can <laughs> use it everywhere. And it w- yeah. works in the sous vide bag. And he's like, I'm getting yeah. one. So, <laughs> you know, but, yeah. uh, Definitely. Thanks for being on. I appreciate it. And I'll have you on again, I'm sure, to talk about any new technology you guys got coming out. But I really look forward to the the mini. And um, I'll make sure I put a link to your website below. People can find out all the information on the meat stick. Uh, definitely. Um, you know, they're also available on Amazon and, and pretty much anywhere you buy barbecue stuff. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Darren. It was great. Uh, thank uh, you for having me. Thanks again, and uh, I'll see you guys on the next Fire & Water Cooking Podcast. Thank you. Well, thanks again for following the Fire & Water Cooking Podcast. I want to make sure I thank Mendel Lynn from The Meat Stick for being on. Make sure you check them out on Amazon and on their website in the link below. Make sure you follow the Fire & Water Cooking Facebook page, group, YouTube channel, and follow the Fire & Water Cooking Podcast. I'll see you on the next episode.